dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Hello there, and a very good uh, Tuesday. Yes, it is a Tuesday morning to you. That would be uh, May 9th, 7 a.m., David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. How are you over there uh, this morning? You know, I just knew this morning it was going to be one of those days. <laughs> yes, Let did. me tell you about it. First of all, let me just say I'm sorry for your coffee loss this morning. <laughs> That's I knew things were not going to go well after that. What happened was I've got a you know my travel mug. Unfortunately, this will be the last morning I'll use this travel mug because it is not. it does not seal at the top. Mm -hmm. Now I grabbed my cup of coffee. I walked out the door. What I did not realize is it did not fit squarely into the little cup holder. Mm -hmm. Off I went. And what happened is as I was tearing down I-5 this morning at O-Dark 30, it just kind of slid a little bit more over. Yeah. So that slowly over my drive in this morning, (laughs) drip by drip, my coffee ran down the side of my seat and now my floorboard is soaked with nearly a full cup of coffee. Yeah, that's tough. So that was uh, that started that the started day. the day right there. But you know the upside, it wasn't on you. It, that is, you know, there's always there is an, always a bright it, side to that. It's all about how you look at things. I remember one time I had a brand spanky new <laughs> white dress shirt on, and I had stopped and got a cup of coffee, took a sip. And the lid popped off. Oh, no. And that whole cup of coffee all over that white <laughs> shirt. White shirt. Say, goodbye, say goodbye to that white shirt. Oh, that, coffee that was stains it. can be hard to get yeah. out. No, the, the the shirt did not look good out. I mean, I, you could get some of it out, but not, not worth, you know, saving. But mm-hmm. so it didn't get on you. It did not. Yes. And then as I was preparing uh, my morning, you know, work and articles that I wanted to talk about, you get attuned to certain things and you're, you, you know, the, the station just plays in the background right. here. It went silent oh. uh, during the six o'clock hour. And I came in here and I go, we're off the air for some people. Maybe as they were getting ready to pray the rosary, you may have heard that. Yeah. And uh, I came in here. I closed everything down. I brought it back up and it brought the signal back. But I kind of knew in the back of my mind when I came in here mm-hmm. as we were getting ready to start, our timing might be off. Gotcha. And that's what we were hearing is our system. The time was off. And so it's trying to play things. That's not supposed to play right now. Mm-hmm. And so to try to fill the time. And so anyways, I, I forced it into submission. <laughs> and here we are this morning yes. ready to start. We're ready to go. So I don't know if things got a little bit out of kilter at the radio station from last night. But what? tell me about this. There was a storm, a thunder lightning storm that blew through late yesterday afternoon. I, I'm 4, 4.15-ish, 4.30, right in there. And I mean to tell you, it thundered and it lightened and some areas of southwest Portland just, and maybe beyond, I'm in southwest Portland, so I know for a fact, mm-hmm. it came down wow. so hard. And my gutters, which are clean, they could not handle the water that was coming in. And so my wife told me 
that she saw in the news late last night, I'd gone to bed. There's some areas in the southwest Portland, Lake Oswego area, they got over an inch of rain, close to what? an inch close to an inch and a half of rain just in that short amount of time. Wow. So it came down. So officially, and, and that must have been just kind of one of these isolated cells because I checked weather in the last 24 hours on one of our local news reports. I think they take it uh, at the airport, mm-hmm. not even close to that. Yeah. And then on the north side of the river, we did get a late downpour. I'd say maybe closer to 6, 630. Yeah. And our gutters went out. Of course, Scott, he loves to go out and clean the gutters oh, in yes. the middle of a downpour. It's, it's fun, isn't and it? And he said, our gutters are full Yeah. Uh, you know, of debris also. So yeah. we've got to get somebody to come out and clean our gutters Guess also. who's going to be doing that today? <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you, because a lot of debris came down too. So anyway, we'll get out there and clean it. So we'll have more for you on the weather coming up, because there's Amtrak. Yeah, yeah they, they were they've, affected. They've, they're affected as well. Well, we got a great show ahead for you, too. In fact, a Catholic hospital being forced to snuff out the light of Christ in their chapel. Well, they say, well, it's their First Amendment right to have that candle. So I will tell you more about that later in the show. We're going to start things now with Matt Marr, Won't Let Me Down. We are the Morning Blend right here at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Standing in ruins Covered in ashes Why God oh why Do we suffer in life Heart is in shambles There's no easy
That is Matt Marr and Won't Let Me Down. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Tuesday morning. Hey, Deacon Justin going to join us. He's going to tell us about the day in the life of a priest. That's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Are you an early riser or commuter who desires to attend daily Mass but can't given your current work schedule? Holy Rosary Parish in Northeast Portland is now offering an extraordinary form of the Dominican Rite Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. in addition to their 7 a.m. and noontime Masses. It's quiet, peaceful, and approximately 30 minutes in length. The new extraordinary form of the Dominican Rite Mass Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. For more information, go to holyrosarypdx.org. May is the month of Mary. Celebrate our Blessed Mother by praying more with Mater Day Radio. Our powerful prayer team is waiting to hear from you so they can unite your intentions to Our Lady. Go now to the prayer page at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or call our prayer hotline directly. 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or tap the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com. Let us pray for you. Throughout the month of May, Mater Day Radio also honors our Blessed Mother with a series of insightful Marian reflections, her sacred mysteries that take us directly to Christ in the Holy Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and Mater Day Radio's three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass. May is the month of Mary, and it's a special time for more prayer at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.13 at Mater Day Radio. Well, hopefully today's going to be a much calmer day than what yesterday afternoon ended up being. And I think it's going to be, although mm-hmm. there is some patchy fog out there this morning, which uh, I think bodes well for mostly sunny skies later today. High of 66 degrees, mostly clear overnight tonight, low, low of 45. And then for tomorrow, sunny 75. Same for Thursday, 84 Friday. You know what they're saying for Mother's Day now, Sunday? Look at this. 96. Whoa. That's incredible. That is incredible. I got a lot of work to 
do before then. <laughs> I think that'll, I'm going to be yeah. outside for sure. I think that'll shatter, shatter some records. Currently, it is 48 degrees, though, at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. 46 degrees at St. Michael the Archangel Church in Portland. Will our wonderful priests dedicate their lives to serving the needs of all of us in the parish? Now, we who are sitting in the pews just often see our priests on Sunday mornings and sometimes during the week. But what fills the time of our parish priests and how is their vocation oriented to the life of the church? Well, joining me today as part of a new series, we're going to begin as he stays with us. Deacon Justin Echeverria joins us this morning to tell us a little bit more about, well, a day in the life of a priest or in his case, a very good transitional deacon. Good morning, Deacon Justin. Thanks so much for joining us today. Morning. Thanks for having me. So you are spending your pastoral year at Christ the King. And what a wonderful and active parish, because mm -hmm. not only is it a very large church, it also has attached to it a fantastic school. It's wonderful that you get to spend time with the kids at your parish, too. Oh, yeah. It's 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 been such a blessing to be to be at such a you know, wonderful parish and really you know, roll up the sleeves and just dive into parish ministry, uh, knowing that, you know, this is what, what the life is going to be. So spending time with kids at a parish, as a parent, I know that my kids, there are some days where they are full of questions. So many so that at the end of the day, I'm like, guys, mom can't hear any more questions today. But sometimes they'd ask questions and you'd go, Wow, well, let's talk about that. And you get into these really great conversations. You have kids that come up to you. And I think the benefit of having a, a young deacon as yourself is I think kids find you very approachable. They have some good questions. Oh, yeah. Plenty of questions, tons of questions about the faith or, or the priesthood or even, you know, even things like what's your favorite pizza? I mean, anything. Just yeah. even the human side of, of the, the priestly formation. So recently, and you're joining us today to talk about the day in the life of a priest, or in your case, a, a deacon, you had a, uh, one of your parishioners, one, a child come up and ask you that question. Tell us about it. Yeah, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the second graders at Christ the King. This, this actually, this question came from one of them named Keegan. She's in the Scola. She's a, a wonderful, uh, wonderful child and uh, very talented. But she did ask the question, she had a couple of questions, but one of them was, what is the day in the life of a priest? Like, what does a priest do all day? Yeah. So let's start this. Now, we, we see them on Sunday, and we know that's a lot, that orients mm -hmm. a lot of their life. Of course, without our priest, well, there's no Eucharist, and, and so much is joined to that. But let's start the week on Monday. And and how does a week typically go then for, for a priest? Basically... Anything and everything could happen. Yeah. So in terms of a structure, like a structure to the day, and it can vary if you have a school and, and what your parish is like. But uh, in what I've experienced so far is basically get up early. Mm -hmm. you know, you're not a morning person. You'll become a morning person. Really? <laughs> and, um, you know, so you, you get up early with a nice hot cup of coffee, uh, spend some time in prayer with the rosary and the, the liturgy of the hours. So the office of reading and morning prayer. And then at about uh, about 6.15 or so is when we go and open up the church, unlock the doors, get everything set up for, for morning mass, and then you know come back to the rectory, which is the, the house that the priest lives in. And we just get ready for, for the day, put on the clerics, and uh, first go to the church to spend a little more time in prayer. And then at around 7.45-ish, uh, Monsignor and I will go to the school to pray with the staff. 
uh, the staff, including the principal, Sarah Tabor, will will get together and rotate which teacher or principal or priest or deacon will will uh, will pray for the day. And we even have a list every week of which students in each grade to pray for. And then after that, uh, about 7.55, we open up the doors and we all stand out there in the parking lot or, or by the doors to greet the kids as they come in. And then about 8.10, we head back to the church. 8.30 is mass. And then after mass, really anything could happen. You could have meetings. You could have, in my case, uh, depending on the day, Bible study, or also in my case, uh, lunch and recess duty, or, you know, and those things are kind of set in stone, but then you also have for a priest, you know, oh, so-and-so is dying at the hospital. You need to get over there. Okay. Or, oh, it's time to do confession or, oh, you know, I need to do this or that, or, oh, Archbishop called me. So it's a very, it's not a boring life. Mm. It's a very dynamic life, a very life-giving life. And the the dynamism of that, the the ability to be all over the place and everywhere is through actually the gift that is celibacy in wow. the Roman Catholic priesthood. So I want to talk about this in, uh, for a moment, but let me get, let me get back sure. to the day and in, in, in the life of a priest. For those of us who work, we have day jobs. I mean, we have our set hours. Now, occasionally there might be emails in the evening or something to get ready for in the next day. Are there typical hours that priests try to stick to and that this is where uh, I'm going to do my work as a priest? But then you work to reserve time that is really downtime because we all know that. Well, everybody needs time mm-hmm. to rejuvenate and recuperate. Is that typical for a priest? Yes, it's it's very much encouraged to take your day off. So priests have a day off every week. Uh, in my case, it's Mondays, um, which is great because Sundays are pretty. They're you know for for your for your average lay person, it's like oh you know go to mass with my family and then you know go home and enjoy the Sunday. For us, it's you know we have all the masses and RCIA and youth group and confirmation preparation. So it's a it's a full it's a full day. So uh, Monday being the day off is great because you just have this, 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 the busiest day, the highest day is Sunday. And then, okay, now I can take a break on, on Monday to just relax, see my family, uh, and then hit the ground running again on, on Tuesday when I'm back at the, at the parish. So does a priest have a nine to five job? Well, a priest is always a priest 24 seven for mm-hmm. the rest of his life. There are office hours at the parish office. So in our case, it's nine, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So there, there are hours, so to speak, in that context. Um, but as a priest, you know, it's not a nine to five job. You you could be woken up in the middle of the night because someone needs your help in the hospital or or you just got to be you got to get, re- get ready for what's called radical availability. Wow. Amazing. Deacon Justin Echeverria joining us today. He is a transitional deacon working as pastoral year at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. He's joining us today, well, to answer a couple of questions that people often have, and it's going to be part of a regular series that we have with Deacon Justin. Well, Deacon, you said something, and I want to clarify for people so that way we understand. There are some requirements when it comes to things like the liturgy of the hours and also saying mass mm-hmm. is it, both of those things happen every single day for a priest or are there ways that can you attend mass every day or is a priest required to say mass every day? Yes. Yeah, so on the, on, on that side of the altar with the, with the priesthood and the diaconate, uh, the liturgy, we, we pray the liturgy of the hours that is asked of us. Uh, almost a requirement for us. For the lay people, it is not. Mm-hmm. It's not a requirement. But for us, it it's a requirement. And the idea 
behind that is from Monsignor Sack and I in the corner, that corner of Milwaukee to Pope Francis in Rome. He prays it. The idea is the church is constantly praying mm. all day, every day. Even a priest who is based out of Antarctica would be praying this. Who's okay. a chaplain? Who's a chaplain on a base there? All over the world, it's it's the praying church, and and the same thing with 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 masses. You know, mass is celebrated every day. Now, the laity, of course, are encouraged. I mean, we have the Sunday obligation, but they are encouraged, of course. You want, you want to pray the, the, the liturgy of the hours? Wonderful. It's a great way to pray with scripture. You want to and come to Mass every day? Great. Daily Eucharist. Be that source and summit of, of your life, as Vatican II would teach. Okay. Well, fantastic. Deacon Justin joining us today to talk about a day in the life of a priest. This is great conversation. Now, we really want to get into some interesting things because while your life is very full, you don't have the same family life that all of us would typically experience. And I want to talk more about that, but I am coming up against my break. Stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour. Sounds great. And it is 7.23 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend this Tuesday morning. So great to hear Deacon Justin there. You know, and he he told us, and this is great, just shows you the passion for his vocation, that he came to us and said, you know, I'd like to share more about what I'm going mm-hmm. through as a, as a seminarian, as a deacon, soon to become a priest. And so hopefully over the course of, you know, the next several months, we'll have Deacon Justin joining us. And, on a and, pretty yeah, regular on, basis. On a, on a pretty regular basis, telling us about his life and what it's like to be in the seminary. So really appreciate Deacon Justin doing that and uh, always appreciate, too, his mom's Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> 100%. That's right. So more from Deacon Justin coming up. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. They will know we are Christians by our love, by our love. That beautiful song by Father Peter Schultes borrows words from John's Gospel, Chapter 13. During the darkest days of World War II in a Nazi concentration camp, Father Maximilian Kolbe, a Polish Franciscan priest, showed the virtue of Christian love in the greatest manner. Kolbe volunteered to take the place of a Jewish prisoner that was going to be executed. After two weeks of starvation in a cell, the guards said there was a glow about Colby, even to the end. Few of us are called to such a demonstration, but each day each of us has our own ministry, attending to others' needs. Do we glow as Christians while serving others out of love? For they will know we are Christians by our love. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. 
As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Dei Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 726 in Mater Dei Radio and quite a storm yesterday afternoon with the effects still being felt. We'll have the details in the news. And a Catholic hospital says it is their First Amendment right to have the light of Christ in their chapel. I'll have details on this story coming up in news. Here is Marie Miller and You're Not Alone. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
And that is Marie Miller. You're not alone. It's 730 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, well, that was quite the thunder and lightning storm that blew through the greater Portland area yesterday afternoon, kind of heading south. So, you know, I don't think it hit everyone, but mm-hmm. man, where I was at, it got us. Uh, buckets of rain fell and areas of southwest Portland particularly hard hit with even some local flooding. Like there was a culvert that let loose and some homes wow. got flooded, their basements. So yeah, it was uh, it was quite the uh, intense storm. Now to the north, All Amtrak trains between Portland and Seattle have been canceled due to a landslide triggered by the sudden downpour. Amtrak made the announcement Monday afternoon saying service would be disrupted at least through tomorrow. The railway said alternative transportation options are being offered but will be limited. The landslide happened in Washington between Kelso and Vancouver. BNSF Railway, which owns the railroad, issued a moratorium on passenger trains in the area, Amtrak said. Cancellations will affect Amtrak Cascades and Coast Starlight routes. Trains will continue to run between Portland and Eugene and between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C., so if you're doing any Amtrak trains over the next day or two, definitely check to see what the service is like, just in case it's canceled, delays, or whatever. That's a popular route. It is. I even remember at least once a year, the kids at, I can't remember which class it is, at St. Joe's, mm-hmm. uh, they would take the Amtrak up to the Capitol yeah. uh, for a field trip, and they take the morning morning train, they would do their tour, and then the afternoon train back. It's pretty popular. Of course, Vancouver to Kelso, we know that's only about... Oh, maybe forty minutes mm-hmm. between the two right. the two cities. So uh, that's not too far away. And I yeah. know that's real popular. A lot so. of rain. Yeah. The other thing that happened too, there was a sewage overflow because of so much downpour wow. in the Willamette around Willamette Park, which is in again kind of South Portland. And so they were saying folks should avoid going in the yeah. water. Not that you would be, but people fishing those sorts of things. Yeah. Our Still, gutters yeah. ran over. Scott came. We didn't. I don't think. Got it that earlier in the day, but we did get another downpour in Vancouver, mm-hmm. like I said, around 6.30 maybe, somewhere around yeah. that time. And uh, Scott came in and he was just soaked. Yeah. Oh, he it goes, r- it's coming down. Yeah, it rained so hard at our house, our gutters couldn't even handle all the water. Wow. Well, with the potential lawsuit looming, the federal government has issued a waiver to allow a Catholic hospital in Oklahoma to keep the flame of its long-lit sanctuary candle burning which in Catholic tradition symbolizes the presence of Christ. Now, following a hospital inspection in February, a surveyor commissioned by the federal government deemed that a living flame in the St. Francis Hospital South Chapel, part of the St. Francis Health System, violated code as it is an open flame burning unattended 24-7. Now, the surveyor issued a citation demanding the candle be extinguished and the federal government backed the decision in an April 20th letter response to the hospital's appeal. Now, St. Francis Health System argued that they cannot extinguish the flame as a matter of faith since the living flame in the chapel is a sign of the living presence of Jesus. As such, they claim the order is a violation of the First Amendment and threaten legal action if the order isn't rescinded. Now, spokesperson for the Center for Medicare and Medicaid told Crux News in a statement that the two sides met and the hospital will now work with the accrediting 
organization on the next steps to ensure safety. Well, millions of Americans who qualified for free tax services but were instead or instead ended up paying TurboTax for their returns will soon get settlement checks in the mail. In a settlement last year, TurboTax owner Intuit Inc. was ordered to pay $141 million to some 4.4 million people across the country. Those impacted were low-income consumers eligible for free federally supported tax services but pay TurboTax to file their federal returns across the 2016, 17, and 18 tax years due to predatory and deceptive marketing, according to New York Attorney General Letitia James. So all 50 states and the District of Columbia signed the May 2022 settlement, which was led by James. So checks will be mailed starting next week and continue through this month. The amount paid to each eligible consumer ranges from $29 to $85, depending on the number of tax years they qualify for. Well, the Hurricane Ridge Day Lodge in Olympic National Park burned to the ground on Sunday. A law enforcement ranger on patrol reported around 4.30 p.m. that the lodge was engulfed in flames, according to an Olympic National Park statement. Now, no one was in the structure and no injuries were reported. The lodge had been closed since March 27th for a $10.8 million rehabilitation project that included interior and exterior improvements, weatherproofing, and bringing the lodge into compliance with current codes and accessibility standards. Now, the renovations, which included updated fire systems, were expected to be completed in spring of 2024. Now, the lodge was built in 1952 as a ski lodge and was remodeled in 1983 and and in 2000. It housed exhibits, a gift shop, and small cafe. Now, Hurricane Ridge dramatic mountain views are a key attraction of Olympic National Park, drawing about 300,000 visitors every single year. Too bad. So I'm real sad to hear that. uh, That sounds like it's a complete loss, and so they'll have to rebuild it completely uh that's definitely one of those bucket list kind of things if you're in the state of washington or oregon take the drive up there spend some time yeah it's incredible the mountain views yeah we've been up there it is beautiful well in sports one of rodeo's biggest stars has passed away at the age of 79 many folks will know the name of larry mahan who was born in the salem area grew up in brooks He started riding calves at the Salem Saddle Club at the state fairgrounds as a kid. He went on to become a pro rodeo Hall of Famer, member of the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame. Mahan qualified for the National Finals Rodeo 26 times on the professional circuit, winning six all-around world championships and two bull riding world championships during his career. He was really Rodeo's first mainstream star, appearing on TV and in the movies. He even had his own clothing line of Western wear. He was the subject of an Academy Award-winning documentary in 1974 titled The Great American Cowboy. Wow. So he really was this larger-than-life Rodeo star, Larry Mahan. Of course, as I said, Salem kid, grew up there, and... uh, One of the stories I remember as a kid, I was just a youngster at St. Edward's Church in Kaiser. St. Edward's pretty new at the time, actually. And we're sitting uh, before Mass, and my dad nudges me and points over there, and he goes, that's Larry Mahan. 
Really? And he's had this big belt buckle on. <laughs> he, he must have he must have been in town, maybe okay. visiting relatives or whatever. But I'll always remember that because, of course, like I said, mm. he was a he was a huge star, larger than life. So, That's neat. Yeah, sad to see he passed oh, away. Oh well, God bless him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been nearly eight years since Pope Francis wrote the encyclical Laudate Si, Care for Our Common Home. But he is hardly the first to pledge and call on all of us to protect and give creation uh, our protections and care. So here are four saints who also inspire us to take care of the earth. First, St. Kateri Tekawitha. She's the first Native American saint. She's a patron saint of ecologists and the environment. St. Benedict of Nursia. Now, Benedict believed that a spiritual person will, along with prayers, work to make the world a better, more harmonious place. Of course, there is St. Francis of Assisi. He is the patron saint of animals and, of course, also the environment. He saw a strong bond between himself and creation, inviting nature to give glory to God. And then lastly, Blessed Paul the sixth. Now, in 1971, he labeled environmental degradation to be one of the most pressing problems facing humanity. Mm. That was in 1971. Wow. Yeah. He stated that. I'm glad you mentioned that because tomorrow on our 710 interview segment, we're going to talk with Darlene Maurer from the Madeline Church here in Portland. They're getting together for a big climate walk later really? this month. Yeah, it's really going to be a great walk. So we'll tell you about that tomorrow. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And today at noon is the Inclusive Catholic Education of Oregon fundraiser luncheon happening at Multnomah Athletic Club. All are invited to ICE of Oregon's second luncheon to support students with intellectual disabilities attending schools in the Archdiocese of Portland. This event will provide an opportunity to learn about the Archdiocese's successes and challenges in welcoming students with Down syndrome and other learning differences and about the role of parent-founded foundations like ICE. You will be able to find more details on this and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And more from Deacon Justin right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Thomas Nathy, the pastor of Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver, Washington. Let us pray the prayer for peace by St. Therese of Lisieux. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, eternal priest, keep your priests within the shelter of your sacred heart, where none may touch them. Keep unstained their anointed hands, which daily touch your sacred body. Keep unsullied their lips, daily purpled with your precious blood. Keep pure and unearthly their hearts, sealed with the sublime mark of the priesthood. Let your holy love surround them and shield them from the world's contagion. Bless their labors with abundant fruit 
and may the souls to whom they minister be their joy and consolation here and in heaven their beautiful and everlasting crown. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the Church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.43 at Mater Dei Radio. Pretty nice day today. Mostly sunny skies, high of 66. Maybe a little patchy fog out there this morning. Clear overnight tonight, low of 45. And then tomorrow, sunny 75. Currently, it is 49 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church up in Kelso. And 46 degrees at St. Paul Church in Eugene. I am back with Deacon Justin Echeverria. Deacon Justin is joining us today as we begin a series, well, to talk about, well, different aspects of the life of the church. Deacon Justin is a transitional deacon on his way in preparation to the priesthood. He is spending this pastoral year at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. Good morning, Deacon Justin. Thanks so much for staying with us. Of course. So we began in our first half hour talking about the things that fill the days. And I got to tell you, I do my work during the day and then I feel good about letting that all go and going home and not having to worry about this. But what we discovered is the life of a priest. It's really there all the time and you have to be ready at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. You said something in the first half hour that I want to talk about. And you said that all of the things that deacons do a transitional deacon like you and then a priest or a pastor that they do all of those things are available for you to do because of the celibacy that priests take on i think many people are puzzled by this Mm -hmm. so explain to our listeners what that means yeah so part of it is is we need we need to change the language i think of how we talk about celibacy is that one might think oh they have to be celibate or the church is making them be celibate. Actually, I get to be celibate. I'm blessed to be celibate. Celibacy is not a ball and chain that's holding me down. It's not Mm. baggage. If anything, it gets rid of that baggage. It breaks that chain. It gives us the ability to love with an undivided heart and be radically available to people, the people of God. So one time I had somebody come up to me and said, you know, I always supported the marriage, the the married priesthood. And I used to get a little um, annoyed at that. Mm -hmm. But now I I get a little uh, a little cheeky, as our British cousins might say. I say, great, me too. This is my wedding ring, the the white collar around my neck. And thank you for supporting my marriage to to the bride of Christ, the church. Wow. Which is the truth. (laughs) So has priestly celibacy always been a part of the Roman Catholic Church? Well, it has, um, the history there is that it's always been there, yes, Uh, especially among our bishops who are the successors to the apostles. Now, in scripture, people do say, well, Peter had a mother-in-law. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. Yes, it says mother-in-law in the English translation, but the New Testament was written originally in Koine Greek, the Greek of that time. 
and it was written in a Hebrew context. So, you know, the, the show The Chosen shows that he has a wife. But we don't know. Was, was she's never mentioned. I mean, you know, Joseph, the husband of Mary, is mentioned. Mary, the wife of Clopas, is mentioned. But there's no wife mentioned for Peter. So did she die before his ministry? Was she there? Or, you know, in, in ancient Jewish culture, when you married somebody, you, it was, you first had a year-long betrothal. And I had a priest once explain to me that the mother, the mother of your bride would be considered your mother-in-law, okay. so to speak. Interesting. But we don't know. It's, 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 as far as we know, our first pope was, was celibate when he was writing in his letters and doing his ministry after the resurrection you know, of, of the risen Jesus Christ. Deacon, was that an important part of your discernment as part of your priesthood? Meaning that, is there a lot of time, is there a lot of counsel spent on fully understanding what it means for the rest of your life to be celibate? I mean, is, do, do, are you guided in such a way that helps you fully embrace and acknowledge and accept and love the celibacy? I love how you said fully embrace and love celibacy because you're right. It's very much something that we are aware of and should be aware of when you are discerning the priesthood and, and, and when you're in the seminary is that, you know, are you called to live that, that celibate state, that celibate life? And here's what we mean by celibacy. Again, it's not, it's not a restriction that's being imposed. We know fully and freely going in that that's going to be asked of us. And I want to live that life. Even if... Even if a, if a man who is discerning the priesthood says, well, but I want to be married and maybe I want to have kids. You know what? That's an excellent candidate to be a priest. Really? Explain that more. Yeah. So the idea is when you are a priest, you are called father. And that's just not, that's not a nice fancy title that when you get ordained, you are a father, you are a husband, you, you become a husband at diaconate. Your bride is the church. So you are there for your children who are the people of God. I had a priest once explain to me in the seminary that you need to be there for your people, just like a father should be there for his children to protect them, to provide for them, to strengthen and encourage them when they're down or to weep with them, to laugh with them. You know, if you show up and all you do is celebrate mass and that's it. Well, is that what real fatherhood looks like? Mm. Look at St. Joseph. He was always there ready to go with the Holy Family. We got to go to, we got to go to Bethlehem. Okay. Let's go, Mary. Taking the donkey. I'll, I'll protect you. Whoa. We have to go to Egypt. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. I trust you, Lord. Deacon, I believe that well-meaning people who know and love you, who have followed you, maybe growing up, maybe when you first announced, I'm going into the seminary. I think that for many people, our first thing might be to say something like, are you sure? Because mm -hmm. you would make such a great father. You would be an excellent husband. Can you explain that in a way that maybe all of us understand better that, yeah, that, that being a father is kind of part of who you're going to be? Yeah, I think it's, it's through no fault of their own because, you know, there are people who have concerns and especially you look at the culture today, something like celibacy could to, to a very worldly mind or a secular mind. They're like, why would anyone ever want to do that? Won't you be lonely? Yes. Won't you be miserable? Well, I know priests who tell me that they've encountered married people who also experience. If you're a human being, mm -hmm. everyone experiences loneliness in some way, shape or form, whether you're celibate or you're married. 
So it's not that, oh, if priests got married, they would never be lonely. Well, I, I understand. I understand the sentiment. But from my own personal experience, I'm not lonely. I have my brothers. I have my fathers. I have my own biological family here. I have my, you know, the, the people I've come to know and love at, at the parish and at, at Christ the King and, and all the other parishes that I worked at. And I look forward to just this, this exciting life. And, and if you think about it, I mean, who is the most famous celibate person in our faith? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's right. And someone might say, wait, wait, but well, he's fully God. That's true. He was also fully man mm-hmm. in all things but sin. He could have taken a wife in his humanity. But, and I had this explained to me once, and I think it's very beautiful, that if Jesus Christ had a wife, what is the implication of that? It's that there is one person he could, he could love more than you. Wow. That he could ever love more than you. And that's not true. He wants to love you with a disinterested love, which doesn't mean like a bored, like, uh, I kind of like you. I'm just not interested. Disinterested love, which the celibate life brings is that I want to give my whole heart to you. I want to love you and ask for nothing back. Dick and Justin, as we begin to understand this, we got to be open to understanding, even if we have our own thoughts and opinions. I often say when I come across a thought or an idea that I don't fully understand or I feel like, oh, I don't know if I would have done it that same way. I always kind of remind myself there are people far smarter than I who have figured this out already. Pope Benedict well, we need to go no further than him to understand about what this means for you. And he had thoughts about the priestly celibacy and the gift that a man gives to his parish and to the church as a priest. What did he have to say? Yeah, so from, from his book, and I, and I absolutely love this title, it's called From the Depths of Our Hearts, Priesthood, Celibacy, and the Crisis of the Catholic Church. He writes, and this is an excerpt from his address to the clergy of the Diocese of Balsano Bressanone in 2008. He says, part of the priesthood is truly making oneself available to the Lord in the fullness of one's being and totally available to men and women. I think celibacy is a fundamental expression of this totality. So again, that's the charism of the diocesan priest and, and the priesthood in general is we are called to be radically available. Mm. We are your priests. We are your fathers. We are your husbands. We are there to be to be available for the bride of Christ. Oh, I love that. And boy, Deacon Justin, what a benefit, what a blessing we are all here to receive of your vocation, of your diaconate, and God willing, in the future, we'll all benefit from your priestly vocation. Thank you so much for your time today. Before we go, will you end us in prayer and your blessing? Of course. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to to gather together. I ask that you bless all of us, especially our listeners. Fill them with the graces that they need. Help them grow in wisdom, in strength, and in faith. I'd also like to include our seminarians and our clergy for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Those who are called to live in that beautiful life that is celibacy, the expression of love that is an image of your love for all of us. And we ask all this through the intercession of Our Lady as we pray, Hail Mary, 
full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deacon Justin, thank you so much, and look forward to our next conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a blessing. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Tuesday morning. Sarah told us yesterday over 2,200 people have now downloaded the Hail Mary Media app. If you have yet to do so, please do. It's free. Just go to our website. All the information is right there. It'll give you access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into live broadcasts of Mater Dei Radio. You can even sign up for customized prayer reminders. That is Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary Media app. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support from Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it's going to be all about orcas at OMSI. We'll tell you about that in the news. And U.S. Bishop speaking out against the proposed Secure Border Act. He says we can do better. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Ethan with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. As we become more familiar with saints, it's obvious a lot of them became nuns or monks. But today, we don't celebrate just any old monk. We celebrate the Feast of St. Pacomius, the Great, which, through his life story, could be called the father of Cenobitic or communal monasticism. Pacomius was born in Upper Egypt in around the year 292. He received a good education, but a secular one because his parents were pagans. Little else of his early life was set to writing. In his early 20s, Pacomius left home against his will, become part of the Roman army. However, 
While he and other unwilling soldiers were effectively imprisoned in their camp, they were tended to by a local group of Christians who offered compassion and assistance. He was moved by the strangers who had helped him without expecting any kind of recompense. In the space of about a year, the army was mercifully disbanded without Pacomius needing to fight in any battles. He returned home and applied to become a catechumen in the local church and was soon baptized. He wished to deepen his faith. And after hearing that a holy hermit named Palaemon was residing in the desert, Pacomius ventured out hoping to become the man's disciple. After spending a decade under the guidance of the hermit, Pacomius received a vision of an angel. He was instructed to begin a monastery in an uninhabited area near the Nile. He was also given a set of rules by which the residents of this monastery would live. Pacomius shared this information with his teacher, who went with him and helped him in establishing the beginnings of what would eventually become the monastery he had been commanded to build. The first person who entered into Pacomius's new community was his older brother, John. Following that, more and more people began to flock to him, and eventually over 100 monks looked to him for guidance. By 336, Pacomius had founded six more monasteries. By 336, Pacomius had founded six more monasteries, as well as a church, which he occupied for a while as a lector. Though he was at this point widely regarded as a holy man, he never felt called to the priesthood. Near the end of his life, Pacomius received another vision, which told him that later monks would not have strong guides and would therefore not be as zealous as his own brethren. Pacomius wept for these future monks and begged that they be shown mercy. His request was surely granted. While there would never be another leader quite like Pacomius, there would be numerous future saints who made it their lives work to reestablish discipline and order among monastic communities. Pacomius lived to his mid-50s, at which point an illness, which had already taken several of his religious brothers, claimed him as well. By the time of his death, the groups he had personally formed included over 3,000 men. A community is a powerful thing. In coming together with family, friends, and peers, we remind ourselves that we are all on a journey of faith together. Just as a monastic community helps monks remain diligent, our community supports us in many ways. St. Pacomius, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, in his role as president of the Vatican's Child Protection Commission, Archbishop of Boston, Cardinal Sean O'Malley, said the body's recent actions represent a major shift toward a more impact-focused direction. Now, at the plenary assembly of the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors, which took place from May 3rd to the 6th, members adopted several new policies and updates in an attempt to address the sexual abuse crisis. Now, those changes include a proposal updating the church's guidelines for addressing clergy sexual abuse and forthcoming audit tool to evaluate the adequacy of local churches safeguarding guidelines and a new fund supporting uh, by bishops conferences around the world to support victims their families, and communities in impoverished areas. Now, during the plenary assembly, the commission reviewed the framework for the annual report of safeguarding policies and procedures in the church, which Pope Francis requested in April to promote transparency and accountability. Well, the Biden administration is working on new regulations that would require airlines to compensate passengers 
cover their meals in hotel rooms if they are stranded for reasons within the airline's control. Now, the aim of the rules would be for the first time to require airlines to pay compensation beyond a ticket refund and to cover expenses that consumers incur, including rebooking on another flight if the airline causes a cancellation or significant delay. Now, airline cause cancellations include flights scrubbed for mechanical issues with the plane or lack of a crew. There is no certainty if or when the Transportation Department might publish final rules around the new compensation for travelers. Now, the rulemaking process can take months or even years. The Transportation Department says it is working with the airlines to reduce cancellations and delays this summer when air travel could exceed pre-coronavirus pandemic records. Well, Bishop Mark Seitz of El Paso issued an open letter to Congress on May 5th strongly condemning the Secure the Border Act of 2023 as extreme and expressing the U.S. bishop's position that the bill's passage is beyond justification, in his words. Now, Catholic News Agency reports the bill proposes to crack down on the record number of migrants who have been crossing the border under the Biden administration. Now, the bill proposal includes resuming construction of the border wall, ending the policy of catch and release, increasing the number of Border Patrol agents and more. Now, according to Sites letter, this legislation contains such a combination of harmful measures that we, the bishops, believe its passage on the whole is beyond justification. Now, Bishop Seitz claims that if passed, the bill would fundamentally weaken our nation's decade-long commitment to humanitarian protection, endanger unaccompanied children, and inflict harm on other vulnerable persons. So did you ever take your kids to uh, OMSI? When they were growing oh, up, we had a, a membership because yeah. it is such a great place to go, especially on these long winters yeah. when we needed to. I needed to get the wiggles mm-hmm. out, so to speak. Right, we'd go there just to play for an hour or two and then head home. That's awesome. Well, a really cool exhibit is coming to the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry this week, especially if you are intrigued by whales. Orcas, our shared future, will be opening at OMSI this Saturday and will be on display until the end of next January 2024. Officials there say OMSI will be the first in the U.S. to feature the exhibition. So it's produced by the Royal BC Museum in partnership with Museum's Partner. The exhibition features more than 100 artifacts and specimens as well as life-size orca replicas Fossils, films, contributions from the indigenous communities of the Northwest Coast. The exhibit aims to give visitors a deeper understanding of the large swimming predator from scientific, cultural, and spiritual points of view while exploring the science behind orcas, complex emotional lives, and the similarities between orcas and humans. That's going to be a really good exhibit. Oh, I love the sound of that. Now, I have not been to OMSI in many years, probably since we gave up the membership Mm -hmm. years ago. Uh, But this sounds like an exhibit I'd be willing to pay to go see. Absolutely. uh, For sure. Well, at least 14 people living in an apartment complex in southeast Portland have been displaced following a fire early Monday morning. Now, just after 3 a.m. yesterday, crews from Portland Fire and Rescue and Gresham Fire responded to an apartment fire on the 2400 block of southeast 
143rd Avenue. Now, crews arrived and found a heavy fire coming from one apartment. Now, PF&R said the fire spread through the attic above and into another unit. Now, crews quickly attacked the fire and were able to stop it without further spread. Everyone made it out of the apartment complex safely. The fire department said four units were now affected with as many as 14 people displaced. The Red Cross is working with those who have been displaced and investigators determined that this was a cooking fire Mm. that extended into the building. But nobody injured. Nobody injured, which is amazing at 3 a.m. Well, in sports, a full house expected for Ron Tonkin Field in Hillsboro this evening as Oregon State travels north to visit the University of Portland in college baseball. Beavers are nationally ranked with an overall record of 33-14 and and are tied for second place now in the Pac-12 Conference. Pilots also having an excellent year with an overall record of 24-18 and and tied for third place in the West Coast Conference. First pitch tonight, 535, and TV, by the way, on Portland's CW. So that'll be a good one to watch. NBA playoffs, how about this? Los Angeles Lakers are now up on the Golden State Warriors three games to one following their 104-101 win last night. So uh, Lakers need one more win. They advance to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Miami also up now three games to one over the Knicks. The uh, Heat beat New York 109-101 to last night in Miami. So the Heat, kind of a surprise of uh, the NBA because I think they were like one of the last to get into the playoffs. And here they are now, one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, when Javier Castellano won the Kentucky Derby before he got down from the saddle, the first person he gave thanks to, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. This is impressive. In a post-race interview straight after his win, the new champion shared, first of all, thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for giving me the opportunity to win the Derby. The dream trip for any jockey, trainer, any horses in the industry of racing. Now, he went on to explain how he got to be champion. He said, I never give up. I always try hard, do the right thing. It took me a little while to get there, but finally I got it. And I have been blessed. I like that. And it's certain that the Venezuelan jockey has never given up. Castellano rode to victory astride his horse, Mage. Mage. In his 16th attempt at winning the prestigious Triple Crown race. He is quite a decorated jockey. Right. And I think I did just a quick Google search. I think his winnings are up. In like the 300 millions. Wow. I mean, he is de- definitely a person who does not give up, but obviously blessed indeed. So the horse that won, kind of a remarkable story. It has, I I, I may be wrong about this, but it's in the area. It has like 131 owners. What? So, yeah. Like people buying shares? Yeah. So like, I think people could buy like as much as or as little as $50 a share in the horse back in the day. And it went on to win the Kentucky Derby. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Boy, that is interesting. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday, beginning at 6.30 p.m., 
is an evening reflection on Fatima at the Madonna Center in Gresham. To honor the 106th anniversary of the May 13th apparition of our Blessed Mother at Fatima, the Fatima Prayer Cell of St. Henry's Parish is hosting an evening of prayer and reflection following the 5 p.m. Saturday Mass. As part of the event, Father Francesco de Puit will speak about what Fatima means for us also, during the evening, there will be the recitation of the Rosary, a Marian Litany, musical interlude, and wine and cheese reception. All are invited to honor our Blessed Mother and pray for the conversion of hearts back to God. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. And we have a homily highlight coming up with Father John Henderson. It's right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Spring is in bloom at Mater Dei Radio, and with the warming weather comes a wide variety of exciting Catholic events. Plug into all this family fun through the Hail Mary Media app. From parish festivals to spiritual retreats, you'll find it all on a community calendar that integrates directly into your car's mapping program. Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app also brings you powerful spiritual resources, including Liturgy of the Hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, a customized schedule of all your prayer reminders, a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcasts, podcast of all our original programming, including shows only available on the app, videos, Catholic news, and more. Download it all today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details. Spring into holiness and get the Hail Mary Media app now from Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
it is 8.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, a foggy morning to start the day, but it will clear out to make for a great spring afternoon. Mm-hmm. Now, daytime high is going to stay in the middle 60s today, and we begin a warming trend dry days ahead. So overnight we cool to the mid-40s, then tomorrow more sunshine. Temperatures climb to about 75 degrees. Now new forecast models show temperatures continue to rise each day now. And Sunday, yeah, by Mother's Day looks to be in the middle 90s. 95, maybe 96 degrees. Alright. hot day. It will be. Uh, 52 degrees at Blanchette High School in Salem. And it is 46 degrees at St. Matthew's Catholic Church in Hillsboro. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight coming from Father John Henderson, pastor at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. Today, my brothers and sisters, Thomas asked a question that I I know is, is on the mind of many. You know, sometimes we struggle with this question. Where are you going, Jesus? We want, like all of the disciples, to know our true direction. There are many, many roads that we follow that lead us nowhere, nowhere. One dead end after another. Have you ever said, as you were traveling somewhere, I think we're lost. Or, you know, we need to turn around and go back. This is not the right way. There are many paths we take, decisions we make that end up making us more confused than ever and lead us to a dead end, perhaps even off the cliff. Isn't that what sin is? Sin brings pain, suffering, and leads us to a dead end. You know, I think of the the prodigal son. Where did he end up? He ended up in a pig pen. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life is the only direction that can save us and move us from sin to glory, from pig pens to heaven. When we discover the way, the truth, and the life, then we're able to face the fact, the real fact that, you know, I'm lost. I acknowledge that I'm on the wrong road. I need forgiveness. I need to be healed in my life. My friends, there's only one road. One road that's going anywhere. And that's the road Jesus himself. The way, the truth, and the life. And in Jesus, we're going somewhere. I feel like I'm going somewhere. You know, all the way to heaven. I'm on my way, that's what I'm doing. And there will be potholes along the way. We might fall and break a leg or a hip. We might be discouraged, frustrated, or just plain tired. However, my friends, I can guarantee you, you're going somewhere. That's the key. 
You're going somewhere. You have a destination. And Jesus, we hear today, is preparing a place for you. We hear, in my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And get a load of this. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself. So that where I am, you also may be. I want you to notice something very important. Jesus said, he's preparing a place for you. He is. That's because none of us, my friends, none of us would be able to prepare a place for ourselves in heaven. Not one of us. No one is able to earn the way of heaven. We're all here today, not to get a check mark. You know, I, like sometimes some of our youth come at the end of Mass and they ask me to sign some document. Some of them are getting prepared for confirmation in other parishes. And they sign it. They want to check it off. They said, okay, Father, that's another good point for us. It's not what this is. We're here to give praise and glory to God. We're here to go to heaven. There, there my brothers and sisters, on that wood of the cross, a cross that he carried, a cross that he was nailed to, Jesus there was preparing a place for each and every one of us. A place for us in the Father's house. I'd like to always remember the repentant thief next to Jesus. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what Jesus says next is so awesome, it gives me goosebumps. He replied to him, amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. You see, when Jesus suffered and died on the cross, he redeemed us, right, from sin. And he gave us a place to live. I pray that that's what we all want, to believe in the only way. So that every pothole we experience, we continue to know that we are going in the right direction. His direction. Jesus said he was going to prepare a place for us in the Father's house. And so he did. He died on the cross. And his body was placed in the tomb. And at that moment, by the way, it didn't look like he was going anywhere. Let alone to prepare a place for us. The tomb is not what he's preparing for us. He's not preparing a, a nice home for you at St. Anthony's Cemetery. It's not what's happening here. On the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. And in this hallelujah season, we see that the stone in front of the grave was rolled away. The tomb was not the place Jesus was preparing, but rather life Resurrected life, eternal life for each and every one of us. The great news, my friends, is that being here right now on this Sunday during this joyous Easter season, all of us are moving in that direction. And we come, don't have it all together, concerned about things, but we know this is what we need. That's why you're here. This is what we need. We need to move in this direction. Two things are certain. One, Jesus has died for all of our sins. And two, prepared a place for us.
to be with him forever. Now, I know all of this is, some, can be overwhelming, but remember the words Jesus said to his disciples, the words we heard today. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. And this takes me back also to another Old Testament passage that I love. You know, in Deuteronomy chapter 31, be strong and steadfast. Have no fear, for it is the Lord your God who marches with you. He will never fail you or forsake you. And so, my friends, Jesus has shown us the way. In fact, he is the way. He gives us the way. Jesus has calmed our troubled hearts and, and uh, has put them, each and every one of them, in the palm of his hand. And with that, I feel, I feel good. I feel refreshed. You know, I have to be honest, I can't even open a pickle jar with my hands. But God's hands can open the gates of paradise to each and every one of us. And now I'm going to call these two wonderful persons. Carla, wake up. Okay. Come forward. And that is today's homily highlight from our friend, Father John Henderson, pastor at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. Now, if you would like to listen to that homily or again, or any of our great locally produced shows, head over to our webpage because you'll be able to find podcasts of all of our interviews, all of our shows. So that way, well, you can listen to them again or at your convenience. You're also going to have access to all of our podcasts, including ones that you don't hear on the live broadcast. You're going to find those on the Hail Mary Media app. Again, another great list of podcasts you can listen to. Plug in your phone on your way home and listen away. More than 2,200 people are now using the free Hail Mary media app, and you can find out more information about it at MatraDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Camp Howard challenges everyone who experiences camp with us to live, learn, and grow in the Catholic faith. At Camp Howard, we help cultivate children's social skill sets in a safe environment with trained staff, connecting with others in the beautiful, peaceful outdoors with a host of wonderful activities. These activities include swimming, archery, arts and crafts, group games, campfires, and just having fun with fellow campers. This coming summer, we will have seven overnight sessions in the popular family camp weekend. Weeks are filling quickly, and wait lists have already started, so be sure to register now at cyocamphoward.org. Save the date for our Champions of Faith Benefit Dinner, October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Our keynote speaker is three-time U.S. Women's Amateur Golf Champion, Laura Tennant. Come help fuel the future for our youth. Purchase tickets at cyocamphoward.org. Thank you for inspiring our youth to become faith-filled leaders. May God richly bless you. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? 
Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. It's 26 at Mater Day Radio, and a rodeo legend with local ties has passed away. We'll have the story in the news. And a Catholic hospital is being forced to snuff out their light of Christ in the chapel. They say, well, that candle their First Amendment right. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Sarah Kroger, standing in your light. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
and Sarah Kroger standing in your light. It's 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, that was quite the thunder and lightning storm that blew through the greater Portland area yesterday afternoon heading south. Buckets of rain fell and areas of southwest Portland was particularly hard hit with local flooding. It came down so hard at our house that the gutters couldn't even handle the water. Wow. And they were just overflowing. Yeah. And, and they weren't clogged either. I mean, that's how much rain was coming down. Some areas in southwest Portland uh, had local flooding, like a culvert broke. And I mean, wow. it just was, it was pretty phenomenal. So to the north, all Amtrak trains between Portland and Seattle have been canceled due to a landslide triggered by the sudden downpour. Amtrak made the announcement yesterday afternoon saying service would be disrupted through Wednesday. Now, the railway said alternative transportation options are being offered, but will be limited. The landslide happened in Washington between Kelso and Vancouver. BNSF Railway, which owns the railroad, issued a moratorium on passenger trains in that area, according to Amtrak. Now, cancellations will affect Amtrak's Cascades and Coast Starlight routes, trains will continue to run between Portland and Eugene and between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C. So if you are planning any Amtrak train travel in this area, definitely check with the train service just to see what the circumstances are. Now, during that storm, it was kind of in the afternoon, you said around 4.30 yeah, that it hit your house. 4.15, 4.30. Did you see a lot of lightning oh, and hear yes, the thunder? definitely. You did. And it went on for a while. Yeah, wow. it, it's it's kind of the most, my wife and I were talking about this, it's kind of the most thunder and lightning we had seen in a while. Every now and again, you'll get a clap of thunder or a, a lightning bolt now and again. But this kind of went on for, you know, good 15, 20 minutes. And it Incredible. was just like, man. And, wow. and then just rained just really rained. hard. I did it now on the north side of the river, perhaps just unobservant, but uh, we did get some a, a good drop of rain. It's yeah. kind of a deluge around 6, 6, 6.30, uh, but I don't recall hearing uh, thunder yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, I think we were just kind of right in the epicenter of it. Ooh, that's a lot. Well, with a potential lawsuit looming, the federal government has issued a waiver to allow a Catholic hospital in Oklahoma to keep the flame of its long-lit sanctuary candle burning, which in Catholic tradition symbolizes the presence of Christ. Now, following a hospital inspection in February, a surveyor commissioned by the federal government deemed that a living flame in the St. Francis Hospital South Chapel, that's part of the St. Francis Health System, violated code as it is an open flame burning unattended 24-7, it says. Now, the survey issued a citation demanding the candle be extinguished and the federal government backed the decision in an April 20th letter. Now, St. Francis Health Systems argued that they cannot extinguish the flame as a matter of faith, since the living flame is the chapel, a sign of the living presence of Jesus. As such, they claim the order is a violation of the First Amendment and threaten legal action if the order isn't rescinded. Now a spokesperson for the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, they told Crux in a statement that the two sides met and the hospital will now work with accrediting organizations on the next steps to ensure safety.
Well, millions of Americans who qualified for free tax services but were instead ending up paying TurboTax for their returns will soon get settlement checks in the mail. In a settlement last year, TurboTax owner Intuit Inc. was ordered to pay $141 million to some 4.4 million people across the country. Those impacted were low-income consumers eligible for free, federally supported tax services, but ended up paying TurboTax to file the federal returns across the 2016, 17, and 18 tax years due to predatory and deceptive marketing, according to New York Attorney General Letitia James. Now, all 50 states and the District of Columbia signed the May 2022 settlement, which was led by James. Checks will be mailed starting next week and continue through this month. The amount paid to each eligible consumer ranges from $29 to $85, depending on the number of tax years they qualify for. Well, Bishop Mark Seitz of El Paso issued an open letter to Congress on May 5th, strongly condemning the Secure the Border Act of 2023 as extreme, in his words, and expressing the U.S. bishop's position that the bill's passage is beyond justification. Now, Catholic News Agency reports the bill proposes to crack down on the number of migrants who have been crossing the border under the Biden administration. The bill's proposal includes resuming construction of the border wall and ending the policy of catch and release and increase the number of patrol agents and more. Now, according to Seitz's letter, this legislation, he says, contains a combination of harmful measures that we, the bishops, believe its passage on the whole is beyond justification. And the Hurricane Ridge Day Lodge in Olympic National Park burned to the ground on Sunday. A law enforcement ranger on patrol reported around 4.30 p.m. that the lodge was engulfed in flames, according to an Olympic National Park statement. Now, no one was in the structure and no injuries were reported. The lodge has been closed since March of 2000, or excuse me, since March 27th for a $10 million rehabilitation project that included interior and exterior improvements, weatherproofing, and bringing the lodge into compliance with current codes and accessibility standards. Now, the renovations, which included updates to fire systems, were expected to be completed in the spring of 2024. Now, the lodge was built in 1952 as a ski lodge, was remodeled in 1983, and again in 2000, it housed exhibits, a gift shop and small cafe. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah, because yeah. that's kind of a historic building. It's well, fifty-two makes it about seventy years old, and uh, yeah, now they're going to have to probably build the whole thing from ground up. Mm. Definitely be a modernized, a uh, uh, new, uh, new uh, center. But uh, yeah, the old things are kind of neat too. Sure. Well, in sports, one of rodeo's biggest stars has passed away at the age of seventy-nine. Many folks will know the name of Larry Mahan, who was born in the Salem area and grew up in Brooks. He started riding calves at the Salem Saddle Club at the State Fairgrounds as a kid. He went on to become a Pro Rodeo Hall of Famer and member of the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame. Mahan qualified for the National Finals Rodeo 26 times on the professional circuit, winning six all-around world championships and two bull riding world championships during his career. He was really rodeo's first mainstream star. He appeared on television, 
in the movies, even had his own clothing line of Western wear. He was the subject of an Academy Award-winning documentary, 1974, titled The Great American Cowboy. Larry Mahan, really a larger-than-life cowboy figure, rodeo star. Wow. that's I just kind of pulled up some images of him. and Yeah, you look at him and you go, yeah, cowboy. Yeah. He was, he was, and again, born right here in Salem. Uh, well, God rest his mm-hmm. soul and peace to his family. Well, it has been nearly eight years since Pope Francis wrote the encyclical Laudate Si, Care for Our Common Home. But this is, he is hardly the first in the pledge to call on all of us to protect and create, to protect creation. Here are four saints who inspire us to take care of the earth also. St. Kateri Tekawitha was the first Native American saint. She's the patron saint of ecologists and the environment. Also, St. Benedict of Nursia. Now, Benedict believed that a spiritual person will, along with prayers, work to make the world a better and more harmonious place. Also, you have St. Francis of Assisi, of course, the wonderful saint and patron of animals and the environment. Now, he saw a strong bond between himself and and creation, inviting nature to give glory to God. And then lastly, this is beautiful, Blessed Paul VI. Now, in 1971, he labeled environmental degradation to be one of the most pressing problems facing humanity. And interesting. Back in 1971. Yeah. So like I said, Pope Francis, yeah, Pope Francis, not the first for sure. I mentioned this earlier too, that uh, tomorrow during our 710 interview segment, we're going to be talking with Darlene Maurer of the Madeline Church. Their vicariate is putting together a climate walk. It's going to be, I believe, on May 20th, so okay. not this Saturday, but next Saturday. So really interesting, first time they've done this. So again, we'll hear about that tomorrow. Fantastic. Looking forward to hearing that. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up, mark on your calendar, May 18th at 7 o'clock p.m. is Ascension Thursday Song Mass. It is happening at Holy Rosary Church in Portland. All are invited to attend a Misa Cantata according to the Dominican Rite in honor of the Feast of the Ascension of the Lord. Cantores and Ecclesia will sing Alonso Lobos Misa O Rex Gloriae. A reception will follow in Siena Hall. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, it is Tuesday. That means it is Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kenzie going to join us with an update right after the forecast. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. When Father James Keller founded the Christophers in 1945, he chose as our prayer the beautiful words attributed to Francis of Assisi. I'd like to share them with you now. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. 
where there is injury, pardon, where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jumpstart to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.44 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you. The morning blend. Going to be a nice day today. A little foggy out there this morning. I was kind of surprised driving in. It was like, whoa, it's foggy out here today. So you may see some patches of fog, but then mostly sunny skies later today. High of 66 degrees. Mostly clear overnight tonight. Low of 45. And then for Wednesday, looking really pretty sunny 75 degrees that's a nice day i really like the sound of that Mm -hmm. currently it is 51 degrees at the proto cathedral of saint james the greater in vancouver and it is 48 degrees at holy family church in portland and it is tuesday so we know that sarah kenzie joins the morning blend every tuesday for a tech tuesday she's joining us today to tell us about your email hitting inboxes this afternoon and a little bit of a preview of what you are going to find in that email good morning sarah thanks for joining us today good morning happy to be here well sarah the big news of the morning david's been talking about is just the downpour of water and lightning and everything you were still here at the station yesterday when that hit yeah, we we just had a lot of uh, thunder and lightning, but as far as I know, the power didn't go out, so that's great. That's yeah, the lightning uh, and a lot of water doesn't necessarily go well with our satellite right. signal and things like that. So uh, obviously, we were protected in that. So well, thanks so much for joining us this morning again for another great Tech Tuesday. Uh, this new segment that you're going to find a little bit about Dina Marie has been doing this great series of interviews for the Church Alive kind of series. Tell our listeners a little bit more about it because they're going to find that in today's email. Yeah, so this is a segment that uh, you've been playing here on the Morning Blend, um, but Dean Marie did some great interviews um, with uh, some of the staff of the Archdiocese of Portland, and so uh, you'll hear a couple of different segments um, that she did. One of them is talking with um, their Director of Communications, uh, Robin Moody, who uh, put together this wonderful uh, weekly email. If you haven't uh, signed up to get it, it's a great resource. It comes out every Thursday. 
Thursday, and there's so much information about what's happening in our local church, and um, not just events coming up, which are great, but also stories of things that have been happening. Um, and so they talk about that uh, initiative, and then also you'll hear um, from the Office of Hispanic Ministry and Respect Life Office, and it's just really nice, I think, to hear from uh, the people actually involved in making you know these ministries happen. I think sometimes we might just see a bulletin announcement or or something like that, but um, getting to kind of hear from uh, the the person that's really driving this uh, movement um, can really can really just be very interesting and and just you kind of feel like you know them on a more personal level and and kind of what what some of the goals are here and it's very exciting to to hear all of that. Oh, it is a, it's been a fun series to listen to. And I know yeah, Father Kieber was on it recently right. and yep. we highlighted that. I believe the next one in the series, not available yet, but we'll be talking to the rector of St. Mary's Cathedral. Oh, we know him. And we know who that <laughs> is for sure. Monsignor O'Connor, of course, will be joining that in the next series. So uh, there's ways that you can sign up for that. And I know they talk a little bit about that. So that way you can also be keeping up to date with what is going on in the Archdiocese of Portland. You know, yesterday, Sarah, you were telling us that over 2,200 people have now signed up for the free, let me say free, <laughs> Hail Mary Media app. That is wonderful. That's right. Yeah, we just keep growing a little bit every day and more people keep finding out about our app, which is just so exciting. Well, some of the things they need to find out about, too, is if you download the app and when, if you have not downloaded it, you need to do that today. But make time to look at everything that is in there, because right. while on the surface, there's just, you know, a few buttons on the top and then along the bottom, you know, the bottom of your screen, you'll see more. Once you get into each one of these menus, well, there's a lot of information. In fact, during this month of May, it is the month of our Blessed Mother. You can study more on the Blessed Mother in the Study Your, Your Faith section of the app. Remind our listeners about it. Yes. Yeah, so like you said, um, this is on the side menu. So under that more tab, um, and there's a section called Study Your Faith. And there we've just collected different uh, morning blend interviews, as well as different episodes of our different shows. And they're uh, organized by topic though. So if you want to learn about a specific topic, so in this case, our mother Mary during the month of May, um, that's always available. And I, I, every so often I go in and I update those uh, lists with just any new episodes or interviews that have come out. Um, and so I really encourage you during this month, uh, check that out, learn more about our blessed mother and you know, why she's so important to our faith and, and to our radio station. Well, of course, um, yeah. So you'll see a, a list of morning blend interviews as as well as a list of episodes from all our other shows that anything that has to do with our mother Mary. Uh, there's also a a new podcast, fairly new podcast in that section called the Schoenstatt Way of Life. Um, that's uh, led by the host, Julia Monin, who I believe you've talked to we as have, well. Yes. Um, and so she has a few different podcasts on her app, um, but especially this one, um, it's it's a wonderful, beautiful uh, mo movement that came out of uh, Germany about a hundred years ago. And, um, but it, but it's really focused around our lady. And, and so uh, you'll, you can learn about that as well. And, uh, yeah, just encourage you look through the study your faith section. Uh, the bridge section also has things that are a little more, not so much on a topic of faith, but um, just more integrating faith with your daily life. Uh, that's also where we share our or save our past share reflections. Uh, so I will be moving our uh, 
immediately passed uh, Sherathon Reflections to the bridge um, menu as well. So yeah, like you said, there's a lot under the surface. So um, make sure you check out all those those side menus. And there's just a wealth of different things um, that can really support your faith there. It's like peeling an onion. Yeah, just more layers, more and layers, layers right. as you go. Yeah, <laughs> and and but you won't cry. You'll be filled with no. tears well, of joy. Yeah, you may cry, but yeah, it's tears, of tears, joy. tears of joy. Sarah Kenzie joining us this morning to tell you a little bit more about what is hitting your inbox today from Mater Day Radio. Well, you always tend want to highlight one of our great locally produced shows, and we have so many, and we are blessed and fortunate to be able to offer Living Stones, uh, Deacon Harold Brooks Sivers, Ken Hellenius get together every week, and uh, they got another great episode out. That's right. So their most recent episode is on St. Cyprian. Um, it's part of their series on the fathers of the church. And so uh, it's just fascinating. They talk about, um, you know, his life and his conversion. Um, and, and so as they go through the series, it's a lot of the names that you hear in the canon of the mass. So during the Eucharistic prayer, um, when the priest is invoking those names um, of those early saints, it's they're kind of going through those names. So we kind of just hear them uh, kind of just said in a in a list during mass sort of um but they're going through each one of them and so you can really get to know um the saints behind that prayer and you know these these early church fathers that were really so important um to our catholic faith and um so yes so please go check that out uh they have so many great series that they do they the for living stones uh ken and deacon harold tend to do a series rather than just one episode mm-hmm. occasionally but they've they have this series on the church fathers they've done a series on the holy spirit on the subject of pilgrimage on the document uh the mystery of the eucharist in the life of the church by the bishops and so we actually have those organized in um in those lists as well so if you want to just start somewhere um, you can go to uh, our website uh, or on the app and we have those uh, organized by uh, by their topic all right fantastic well sarah always great to talk with you thank you for the wonderful hail mary media app and like i said it just continues to grow and grow well thank you very much support for mater day radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast for today. Some patchy fog, then mostly sunny skies, high of 66. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 45. Then Wednesday, sunny, 75. Thursday, sunny, 75. Friday, sunny, 84. Sunday? What? 96. Oh, my goodness. Mother's Day. <laughs> we'll wait and see if that wow. happens. Currently 48 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Scott Mulvihill and Joy. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I just want to bring a little joy. Make a happy noise. I can't hold the weight of the world, but I can carry a tune. To rejoice in the rain. Smile in the face of pain Oh, life's no easy game But I choose To bring a little joy The system's hardly working And for some it's getting worse They'll tell you what you don't deserve With lines that they've rehearsed Brothers, we are patient in the rocky ground we work My hammer is a chorus And my shovel is a verse I just want to bring a little joy Make a happy noise I can't hold the weight of the world But I can carry a tune To rejoice in the rain Smile in the face of pain Oh, life's no easy game But I choose
And it's got Mulvihill and Joy. It's 859 at Monterey Radio. You know what I forgot to mention to you today? What's that? Because I know you just did a bunch of laundry. Today is National Lost Sock Memorial Day. Oh, goodness. So it reminds you that it's time to move on. Let go of those lost socks. Get rid of those that are just sitting there by themselves. Don't need to hold on to them anymore. Okay, well, here's the big regret. I did finish all my laundry, and I have a basket to put all of the socks together. Not too long ago, I did get rid of them. I guarantee you, I got rid of one of the matches that I'm about to find in my basket. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, that's what always stresses me out. Let it go. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is Tuesday. That means the voice of the shepherd coming on this evening. You can also catch it on the Hail Mary media app. Have a blessed day.